Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show where, as always, we're keeping it heavy. My name is Christy. And my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse Podcast. Did you use S word and W word for slut and whore? Yes. What have you been up to since the last episode? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I've been dissociating. That's just... We love hate to see it. There's no other way. They're just... Yes. Yeah. It's been rough, though. I will say it has been rough. There are a lot of things in my personal life that have just gone left. Oh, this is probably too much information, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah. This fucking morning, I got up <laughs> and I was like, all right, let me go take a shower before work. And I get in the shower and I grab the bottle of shower gel. I'm like, oh, there's very little in here. Well, there's probably more in the cabinet in the bathroom so i go over because i buy that shit in bulk you know where this is going that cabinet was empty no there could have been maybe three and a half ounces left in that bottle and i had to mise those three and a half ounces to get through my shower this morning (laughs) and i was just like this is how low my life has gotten i don't think in my life i've ever run out of shower gel (laughs) it has never happened sign of the end times and i was thinking i was like you know what maybe like in the other um cabinet there's like bar soap and i went looking for bar soap didn't have any of that either (laughs) like i for a split second considered grabbing dish soap and i was like it hasn't gotten that bad yet let me just mise these three and a half and i was like i will just go to the store after work except i'm here now yes so you know what i'm doing i'm overnighting myself shower gel (laughs) why don't you just go to like a convenience store after this why don't you just go do you know where i live Actually, you know what? Um, there, I don't think there are any 24-hour stores near me. I think everywhere closes at like mm. 9. You live in the city of Baltimore, huh? Maybe, maybe there is like a 24-hour store somewhere. Because like, there's no guarantee that even if I overnight it, that it'll arrive before <laughs> I have to leave for work tomorrow morning. So I think I may do both. Like overnight something yeah. and then also like run over to the... See if Daddy Bezos can get it to you in time. That's the plan. Daddy Bezos, <laughs> don't don't fucking disappoint me. You know my life is riding on, the, on this fucking shower <laughs> show. <laughs> life is writing <laughs> my whole life is writing. put it on nice. your like suicide note be like the overnight and shower gel didn't <laughs> arrive and that was the last straw. <laughs> 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 the reason i saw myself out is because daddy basie didn't get me my fucking shower gel in time we laugh oh, but God. things just aren't that serious anyway <laughs> <laughs> what else has been happening i've been dealing with a whole bunch of bureaucracy for different dumb things that are not even important or interesting it's just so much shit. In terms of content, I did go see the Barbie movie. Yes! And did you see it? I did. I did also see it. I saw it on Friday, opening night. Oh, really? Shout out to you. Uh-huh. Was the, okay, maybe the vibe must have been different. I, I have notes. Many notes. Mm. If I watch it from the perspective of this is a movie by itself, I think it's just okay. But if yeah. I wor- watch it from the perspective of this is a marketing campaign to undo a lot of the sins that Mattel has made, it's genius. Yeah. <laughs> it's genius. Because in, like, one movie, they entirely changed their brand, their marketing, everything. And they've set themselves up for another 25 years of, like, free marketing just by this movie alone. It's fucking brilliant. That's true. It's so genius. I I was watching the movie like, this is so brilliant. But from the storytelling perspective, my favorite scene, I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. There's a scene that America Ferrer has in there where she has a, like, it's essentially like a monologue, but not really. But she delivers Mm -hmm. it so beautifully. And I think it's genius. I should thank you. Mm. She killed that scene. Like she delivered everything so perfectly and everything made sense. That's my favorite scene in the movie. 
But mm. everything else was just like at the very end when like Ken was doing his thing, I was like, mm. and you know what I was going to say? A movie that is about a doll that's supposed to be perfect in appearance. Uh huh. They didn't hire a single drag queen. <laughs> that's true. They did not. Because all of those Kens did not have color correction on their beard. <laughs> and it's not the case where like, say for instance, it could be part of the look to have like the stubble look. But most mm-hmm. men who have really thick follicles there are you can just see the gradient of what their forehead looks like it's not what their chin and um it's darker on their chin because of the follicles that are so dark in the skin and they didn't color correct that to put the foundation on top so all of these cans like really <laughs> had these close shaves that were just dark and i just remember staring at that the whole fucking movie like these are supposed to be porcelain dolls that are made of plastic no drag queen color corrected that really i had an issue with that and some of the Kens were just not convincing at all. Like, shout out to Shurigatwa, because I think he is a beautiful man. He's beautiful. However, like, the other people who... Even Ryan Gosling himself, they did him dirty with the makeup on him. I will say that. It, it's, really? it's, it's as good as a random person who's not thinking about it can be like, yeah, that passes. But I was squinting, and I was like, someone's rotten in Denmark. Next time, movies, hear me out. Hire at least one drag queen on your hair and makeup team. hire one because they will help you so much there's so many things that we don't think about that like they will help you with like the wig everyone dragging Dua Lipa's wig (laughs) Dua Peep had some nasty wigs man (laughs) I was just like and even um Margot Robbie's beautiful mind you but some of the wigs they put on Margot Robbie (laughs) like when she was doing that disco scene that wig that she had was otherwise I think it's a genius movie for the marketing campaign that is Mattel (laughs) mind you you want to bet that Mattel is going to start releasing other movies too, or they're going to have other projects that is mm. going to exist only for the sole purpose of selling merch. Of course. What Mattel has accomplished in one movie is what Harry Potter took eight movies, what Lord of the Rings took three movies to accomplish. I, I'm trying to phrase this in such a way that people understand how genius this is. But yeah. I will complain though. When I went to see it, I need to start doing this thing where I buy three movie seats when I go see a movie. <laughs> because I cannot for the life of me stand people who sit near you and they just... I bought a 10.45 p.m. showing because I was hoping all the children would be asleep. I get there at 10.40. I sit down. I'm like, oh, thank God, no kids. And this woman walks in with these two girls. What kind of a bullshit parent are you that you couldn't fucking schedule your kids to see this earlier in the fucking day? And the kids come. And you know the funny thing is there are three of them because I had two free seats to my left. Like she bought those tickets flanking me. She sat on one side of me and her two girls sat on the other side of me. So they were talking across me and I just wanted to slap everybody. I was like, why would you do that? Couldn't you have found three seats next to each other? And you know what I realized? Like after being upset for literally a split second, that woman is a genius. She didn't buy those seats on accident. She did not want those girls close to her. So she found a way to squeeze those girls in between someone. I was like, you raggedy bitch. (laughs) I mean, the way tickets were, like tickets were really scarce. She might have just, those were the three seats closest. Christy, that movie theater wasn't full. I really? bought a 10.45 p.m. showing in Annapolis. Mm. And that theater was maybe occupied up to 20%, maybe. There were plenty uh, of more seats. How have you been since the last episode? What have you been up to? Let's see. How have I been? Bad. But yeah, I'm sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my fucking wedding band. So Shit. sad. Like, that, that, that's not the only bad thing. That's not even the primary bad thing. That's just a, what the fuck? I lost my wedding band. So sad. <sighs> and the thing is, I lost my wedding band, but not my engagement ring. Which is quite a trick. I uh, was like out somewhere and like was doing something where I didn't want to have my rings on. And I had four rings on, including my engagement ring and my wedding band. I took all four off, put them in a like pocket of my purse. And when I went to get them back out, I had three of the four. I was like, how? How? Where? Why? What happened? 
No luck finding it so far, so. Thoughts and prayers. I hope you find it, though. Yeah, it's not looking promising, but but I'm glad I didn't lose the, the engagement ring. Like, that one is actually a lot more sentimental to me, and a lot more personal than the, the wedding band, like, so. And more expensive. It, the engagement ring has a ton of sentimental value, and I would be very sad, even if I replaced it. The wedding band, not as much. Honestly, the wedding band I picked out to match the engagement ring. Like, uh. I'm sad, but it's, yeah, it's definitely... It could be worse. My wallet cries, but I also saw the Barbie movie. I agree with you that like as a piece of cinema, not great. Good. Not great. I thought the script was excellent. Mm -hmm. The script was very funny. Ryan Gosling, I thought was so funny. You could tell he had done it from the press tours, but when he like Ryan Gosling was Ken. He yeah. was Ken. <laughs> and like, I won't spoil the plot of the movie, but like from all the marketing materials, I really thought Ken was just going to be like sidekick, like not really involved, but he's like a, he's a major character in the story. And the set was incredibly detailed. I loved the set. I want to see it again, literally just to catch all of the, like, I was just catching Easter eggs, like left and right mm -hmm. through the set. It's so detailed. They could have used a better editor. I really enjoyed it though. I went opening night. The, like the audience was great. There were also some kids, like, I don't think it's like a movie that's like inappropriate for kids, but it was 100% geared towards adults. Like, like there was one point, I forget what joke it was, but it wasn't even like a dirty joke. It was just like something that wouldn't register to a kid and everyone in the theater is laughing and I literally hear a child behind me go, why are you all laughing? Oh, <laughs> never mind. Mind your business. <laughs> no, there um, there was one bleeped. Um, I think Issa Rae had one thing that was bleeped, but yeah. I think you're allowed one of those in a PG-13 movie, I think, or... or, or I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you're allowed quite a bit in a PG-13 movie. I dressed up. I had a very stupid outfit, like a plastic skirt, and a lot of glow. We just, like, dumped glitter on my chest. It was... Um, I even had earrings that said doll. What else have I done? I went on a work trip. Very exciting. To Denver. Lovely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to try to hype this shit up. <laughs> I don't believe what I'm saying. You don't need to. It was a better time than I thought it would be. It was also, like, 100 degrees in Denver. And so mm. I had to hear people say the like, but it's a dry heat every hour. Mm, all right. It was actually beautiful. I've never been out. It was a good time. I got to see a, a solar farm. So they have like a, a solar installation, like a solar array, and then crops growing under the solar panels. What? Yeah. That is so cool. It's actually really awesome. And it's a it's like part actual farm, part research site. But it's really it's really neat because like plants go under the solar panels and it, it's not just like double using the land, like they actually get benefits from it. Like they get shade part of the day from the solar panels, like the water like evaporates from the plants and then condenses on the solar panel, which like cools it down and then it goes back on the plants. So you conserve more water. That is engineering genius. I love that. Oh, I saw another movie. I saw the movie Apostle. Not a very new movie, somewhere in 2010s, but it's a Netflix horror movie. I still coming on here horror movies where you have to listen to me talk about a movie you're no, never gonna watch no, here's the thing i prefer that because you know i'm not gonna watch any of these movies and i want to know what happens so it's better if you just watch it and just tell me so thank you for your service <laughs> it's set in the uk in like the early 1900s and it's about this cult that is out on this island and they've kidnapped this person like this guy's sister so he like goes basically like undercover into the cult to try and rescue her and it's one of those movies that like seems straightforward and then goes just completely off the rails like real batshit <laughs> which is really fun like it seems like it's just gonna be like a slow burn like interpersonal drama of the cult and then it gets weird it's really weird it was like a it started sort of a psychological thriller and then there were some like supernatural elements that come into it it was also like really gory and like weird body horror like it was, it was a lot of things, but it was a it was a fun ride. I forget. Did we get one? We did get one out of three last time we played this trivia game. Come on. I don't even have hope that this week we'll get three out of three, if I'm being completely honest. But if we do, I'll be thrilled. Let's do it. 
So, trivia question number one. What percentage of the world's population is left-handed? Go ahead and say um, a healthy 10 to 12 percent. Actually, why am I being, why, why such a narrow range? Let's say a healthy <laughs> 1 to 30 percent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did 0.5 percent. I'm still not in the range. From 0 to 30. Yeah, there we go. I feel like I have heard 10 percent before as the stat. Yeah. I don't know if that's changed, though, now that it's not as common to, like, force left-handed people to use their right hand. If a left-handed person is forced to use their right hand for most things, do they still identify as a left-handed person? It's a great question. I don't know. Listeners, if any of you know. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. So are you left-handed? Me? No. Same. I did uh, polka dots on my nails for the Barbie movie. I did white nails with pink polka dots. Uh And when I tell you the difference in polka dots on on the one I painted (laughs) with my right hand versus the one I painted with my left hand, (laughs) it was a sad state of affairs over on the one I I feel you. I will stand by what I said, zero to thirty <laughs> percent. But realistically, ten to twelve percent. Yeah, I was gonna say like ten to fifteen percent. So that works. All right, let's find out. All right, what percentage of the world's population is left-handed? The answer is ten percent. Look at that! I didn't even have Lovely. to use my zero to thirty <laughs> percent. <laughs> Trivia question number two: Which nation has a holiday celebrating love on the fourteenth of every month? Oh, of every month, not just February. Of every month. Okay. Yep. It's an extra ass country. It must be. I feel like this is some Italian or like French bullshit. I'm going to say Argentina, Brazil, if I have to pick any of the Latin American countries. Um, let's see. I was gonna, I was gonna say a lot of those. So let's see. What are some ones I can throw in on top of that? We'll throw in Japan. We'll throw in Australia. China. Okay. Which nation has a holiday celebrating love on the 14th of every month? The answer is South Korea. That tracks, kind of. That kind of fits their vibe, yeah. Twelve respective holidays where different loved ones are each acknowledged. So I guess I'm sorry, they have what? themes. Seems like so they like, have themes, like each of the Your mother gets one, your dad gets one, your brother gets one, your sister like what? One of them is for singles <laughs> in April. Love for singles? Wow. Yeah, these are really random. So January it's diary or candle day, so couples uh exchange diaries or candles. February is Valentine's Day. March is White Day. Women are given gifts, in particular. April is Black Day, which is for singles. Looks like a lot of the rest of them are for couples. May, you're supposed to wear yellow. Right. <laughs> Green Day, another turning Green point day. of forks, not getting the road. <laughs> this seems like the type of thing where you would like be on dating apps in South Korea and like meet someone and be like, oh no, they're one of the people who celebrates all 12 love holidays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like dating app red flags, like, oh. This person needs to celebrate Kiss Day. There's Wine Day, because I can get behind Wine Day. Wine Day, yep. This ex- oh, and December is Hug Day. <laughs> what the fuck? South Korea, this is so extra. It is some bullshit. We are nothing if not haters. Here is trivia question number three. How much does the human brain weigh? Seven pounds or something like that? That oddly sounds very... I don't know why I'm like, you know what? That sounds right. It's such a specific number that my brain is spitting out. Yeah. It knows your brain knows its own weight. Um, I will just go ahead and say zero to ten pounds. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody's brain weighs zero pounds? Um, I I don't know. I was gonna say four pounds, but I was like, I'm like bobbing my head trying to figure out. Can I figure out how much my brain weighs? Um, I don't know. But if it's not seven pounds, it's under ten pounds, and I would yeah. vote as a second place four pounds. Special shout outs to seven pounds and four pounds, but. We get this right if it is zero to 10 pounds. All right. How much does the human brain weigh? The answer is three pounds. Well, it's under 10. It is under yes. 10. Let me tell you something. Yes. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> we are taking this point. Let's talk about matters. So the topic we'll be discussing today 
is manners. Get some. Specifically, I guess we should do a book report. We're talking about good manners. And what are they? They are a socially acceptable set of behaviors that shows consideration to others. And obviously, what is considered socially acceptable behavior is dependent on culture. So mm-hmm. let's start off heavy. What do you think are some good manners? So there are lots of like verbal things like saying please and thank you and sorry. Um, things like opening doors for people, hygiene stuff, like covering your mouth and your nose when you're coughing or sneezing, and good hygiene in general, especially like in public, asking for permission for things before doing them, oh, lol, respecting your elders. <laughs> when I tell you that one is bullshit, that one is some bullshit. There is, yes. It's not good manners to respect anybody, that shit is earned. You either earn mm-hmm. it or you don't. We're not respecting you just because you're older, fuck you. Be respectful to everyone, obviously, Yes. but don't preferentially only respect elders because they're elders, that doesn't make sense. Or like opening doors, like some people will only like hold open doors for women. <laughs> you stop that right now. Right. That That yeah. is some... Respecting people's privacy or good manners. Mm. And uh, cleaning up after yourself. Have you seen that TikTok? There's this... There's this... um. There's this woman on um, TikTok, and she's so funny. She's this Guinean woman. She posted this thing. Wait, it's about brushing your teeth. Let me go find it. It's so fucking stupid. Do like this. Now do like this. Now smell it. Does it smell good? No? Wow. What a discovery. <laughs> but that's what we've been feeling. That's what we've been hearing from your breath. I don't want to brush your teeth. The way she says, wow, what a discovery. <laughs> <laughs> that shit took me out. She goes, Mary, go on, don't brush your teeth. And there's things that, like, some people consider all of this is subjective and dependent on culture, like you said, and even sometimes like very micro cultures. Yeah, I don't know. I think the root of good manners in general, I believe, is just being considerate of others. What do you think are some bad manners? I think staring at people. I think this one probably doesn't. This one no. seems a little harmless, but no. I thought it was harmless until it happened to me in a way that I didn't like. But there was one time I went to um, Cape Cod and there is this maybe siblings are just white children i was on the beach and they just came to stand too for me and just stared at me the whole time as if they've never seen a black person and their parent didn't come grab them Uh, and i was like and they wouldn't move they would literally there for like at least five minutes i'm not even exaggerating i'm like what is happening it was so odd i was like this is bizarre get your kids please probably smack them no but staring i agree with staring it's just impolite if it's another person do not stare at people same thing is chewing loudly and with an open mouth this one bothers me a lot oh me too there are Especially at work, you can just, if you just sit and watch people, you just realize that these people just don't care. It's just disgusting. I don't like that. I hate, oh, I hate it so much. I'm like so sensitive to chewing sounds in general. Like even sometimes when someone's being perfectly polite and just chewing their food like a normal person, it's just one of those things that my brain is just sensory thing. It's like, like this is disgusting. Please stop chewing. I cannot hear it. Like, but when someone's chewing with an open mouth. I'm like, who raised you? Why are you doing this? Are you not afraid the food will fall out? (laughs) (laughs) This one is very specific because I drive a lot. Driving inconsiderately. Inconsiderately. Yeah. Sometimes I just see people and I'm just like, you know the thing where you see that the sign tells you about, in these many feet, this lane ends. Merge. And those motherfuckers will wait till the very last minute to merge. And then they'll like try to gun for it. I'm like, I'm not letting you in. I'm not letting you in. Because you had that much room to merge and you didn't. Walking slowly and on the left, especially in the United States. In other countries, it could be flipped or it could be different. But essentially, don't take up as much space in public when other people also need to transition through that space. Yeah, the way people take up space in public in general drives me crazy. The way people will just like stop in a walkway, they'll just stop. Or like if they're walking on the sidewalk, there's three of them, then they'll walk shoulder to shoulder. People who are coming the opposite Mm -hmm. direction don't have room to walk. I'm, these days I'm so bold, I'm not moving. 
we're going to collide. Yeah. Because if you, if your brain doesn't register to you, that you should arrange yourselves in a way that lets oncoming traffic have space to. Because if I'm walking with someone and I'm side to side, I'll say to them, hey, don't stop walking. I'm just going to slow down so you can go ahead of me because we don't want to get. I will literally say that. Because if you just mm -hmm. stop abruptly, they stop too. And then they don't understand why you've stopped. So I tell mm -hmm. them, hey, I'm going to stop so I can let you go ahead of me because I want to create room for it. But the thing is, I feel like I'm the only person who says that. Like the other person hadn't thought about it before I said it. And I'm walking with that person. <laughs> I'm like, you should automatically know that we have to arrange ourselves differently because you already see people in like a few feet. We're going to collide into them if we don't do something differently. I feel like people who live in cities are typically better at this mm -hmm. just because like there's so much more shared space and so many more people. Like in any city, like that's one of the ways you can spot a tourist is they just like do not care about other people's space. They're just floating around there, the main character and like. <laughs> it pisses me off so much and I, I'm visibly upset. And the anno yeah. other annoying one is like, if you're standing, I hate, I hate queues and lines. I really hate them so much. But some people don't understand the concept of personal space. Christy, I recently got <laughs> the TSA pre-check. And when I tell you, I don't care how much this thing costs, I'm never going back. Oh yeah, never. Never going back. Cause every time I'm in that fucking line at the airport, to get through TSA there is somebody who has way too many bags and they're right behind you but they won't leave enough space so they are so close and when the line moves they literally like bump you with the bag mm -hmm. I'm like we're all going to the same place whether or not you're two or three feet you are still behind me you will only go after I've gone so how about you don't fucking eat my ass while I'm just in line <laughs> they're this close to you I'm like you stop I literally had to bark mm -hmm. at this woman one time I was like do you mind not being so fucking close to me and she looked at me like I was crazy I was like do you not see that there's no room here for you to just be right here eating my ass? Like, move. <laughs> God, that one yeah. really pissed me off. This one says no foul language. I don't believe in this one. I think, okay, if you're cussing someone out and using bad language, the issue is not the bad language. The issue is that you're cussing them out. I think foul language is not the problem. It's the intention of the language. Because that's what that's what makes it foul. No? I would think. I don't know. I know at work, people tend to have a problem with it. I mean, I, w I won't say raggedy vision of work presentation. <laughs> but if I'm kicking at work the phrase raggedy bitch will fall out or like hovering yeah. over people at work just standing yeah. so ever so annoyingly close in an awkward position I'm like just fuck off being late okay let me tell you something right now <laughs> let me tell you something i understand that being late is rude i won't be late and then you'll be unaware that i'm going to be late i will give you a heads up this is the time that i thought i was going to get there this is how much i'm struggling and this is how much longer it's going to take me it's not the case where you just don't hear from me and all of a sudden i just show up like an apparition yeah. like you will know as i go how late i'm going to be so everybody's on the same page don't act brand new when you see me because you know you know i'm always struggling there's always some bullshit <laughs> but i do agree that what i do hate though is if when somebody else is late and they don't give me a heads up that shit kills me. Yeah. I want to blow a fucking gasket. And then they're like, well, you're late too. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes, but no. We are not the fucking same. We're not the same. I at least give you the courtesy of letting you know how late I'm going to be. Yeah. But it's all about, like like you said at the top, like consideration for others. Like sometimes shit happens and you're late. Whatever the situation is, you do the most considerate thing. So like the most considerate thing is like arrive at the time you said. But like shit happens. Like I'm a late person. And then you let people know. And you either say like, hey, I'll be there in five minutes. Can you wait for me? Or hey, it'll be half an hour. Can you go ahead and get started on this thing? Or like, don't wait for me for the Like, it's it's just figuring out the best way to be considerate to people. I know a few Nigerians and Jamaicans. When we say four, we mean 445. And I know yeah. that. But like, but we all have the same mindset. If, if I'm going to hang out with my people, they always will let you know. They'll be like, yo, I'm on the road. I said four, but really it's going to be more like 445. And they'll literally update you. And then whenever they do that, I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Because chances are <laughs> I probably said four and I was going to get there at 430. I'm like, okay, that gives me more time too. But the fact that they were considered enough to update you, I'm like, oh, I can't even be mad really because you honestly let me know. You didn't just like mm -hmm. ghost me until 445 and then you just arrived and acted like it wasn't going to be a problem. And the gays are known for being late too. So Really? <laughs> oh yeah. The bisexuals especially. But I think I think in general the gays. That. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll sometimes 
say times is like, oh, we're going to have brunch at like a gay 11 o'clock and the person making the reservation will make it for 1130. They know. They know <laughs> and we just don't it. tell. You don't tell. I actually got a text from a friend one time uh, where we were hosting something at our house and people were like arriving and they just texted me, how gay is everyone? <laughs> and I knew what they meant was, how late is everyone running? <laughs> Yeah. But they yeah, no, but they didn't give context. They just said how gay is everyone. Like I know a lot of gay people, but these gay people have like other like they're gay and Jamaican. So I'm like, I don't know if it's the gay or the Jamaican or is, is it the gay or the Nigerian. Like which is it? Maybe that actually makes know. them doubly late. Maybe instead of like thirty minutes late, they're forty five minutes late. The one thing though is like especially for social functions, if somebody's gonna be late to a social function, I'm like, it's a fucking social function. Everybody can chill the fuck out. Now, the thing is I will say though, if I'm in charge of bringing the food to the function, that shit mm. gives me so much anxiety because then now I know that like I can't be late because if I'm late, <laughs> nobody else can eat. But if it's just like yeah. a we're key keying, I'm like, look, whatever struggle that comes my way, I'll handle it in real time and we'll see what happens. But like, yeah. And that's where you get into like very culturally, I mean, yeah, you were already talking about, but very culturally dependent things. Like if I'm hosting like a party party, like people can arrive at will probably for the, like the hour or more after the thing starts. If we're doing like a dinner party, you arrive like more on time because the food is time to serve. Right. But, and this is like a very culturally dependent thing, but like when someone arrives, when I'm hosting a thing at my house and you arrive at exactly the time. Don't do that. I know it's not, but it feels so rude to me. It's like, no, 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 wait in your car until like, not long, but like five to 10 minutes after. You don't arrive on the, on dot. the dot, on the dot. We had a we had a party here one time and somebody arrived 10 minutes before. before. I was like, no, 10 minutes before. I was like, no, I'm still flying around here like a maniac, like shoving things in closets that I didn't have time to clean up. Don't arrive 10 minutes before. Bitch, I won't open the door. Let me tell you right now. I will not answer the phone and I will not, you will, you will wait outside. I'm not I ready. had eyeshadow on one eye. I was like, why are you here? <laughs> not the one eyeshadow. <laughs> oh my God. Are manners and etiquette different? Definition-wise, the difference is that etiquette is like a specific code, specific rules. Like, whereas manners are these general, more general principles of like being respectful and like etiquette are things like the salad fork goes on the outside. Dumb things that like, it's meant to like enforce class structures. Like, on, on its surface, they'll be like, etiquette is a way to make everyone comfortable so that like everyone has rules of operating. But as someone who did not grow up with people who knew formal etiquette, who then joined, love them to death, but like an in-law family and their community who very much do know etiquette, it is not comfortable if you don't know the made up rules. It makes you actively uncomfortable if you don't know the made up rules. <laughs> At some point in my home training, a lot of these things were taught to me, the etiquette type things. Mm. And I just recall thinking as I grew older that to what end? None of this seems very useful, nor does it seem practical. So I've just done away with a lot of them. And the issue is like when I'm in what people will call, call polite society and I choose not to honor those etiquette rules or whatever, then of course people can say, oh, you're just not. I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe I'm not. So what? Because <laughs> I think it's just a way to make somebody feel bad. And I'm like, you can't make me feel bad. I'm shameless. When I tell you there is no fucking reason why I'm struggling to eat rice with a fork and a knife. <laughs> it's fucking rice, bitch. I'm not using a fucking knife. Like the, the bullshit where you turn the fork to the other side and then you scoop the rice on the back of the fork with the knife. and you. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm grabbing a spoon and we're going to see what happens. If you want to beat me or call the police, let me know. Because where are we going with this? It yep. took fucking three hours to eat this rice when it could have taken me 20 minutes. <laughs> Who has the time? Yeah, my husband John was raised knowing all the etiquette rules. We even have we have the Emily Post book of etiquette in mm. our bookshelf. It's it's very funny if you ever want a good laugh to go through that. But And in fact, this was, was our, our friend was going through it one time and sent what she thought was like a ridiculous page where she was like, it was like the two different styles of using a fork and knife. 
And it was like the way you hold them and then the way you set them down on your plate when you're not using them. And it was two named styles. I think it was like the continental and the something else. And she was like, this is ridiculous. And John was like, I know those two things. And I know which one of them I use. <laughs> we're like, oh, no. That's a lot. Uh, like one of the etiquette rules is like all the women sit down at the table first. But it was five of us, three men and two women. So me and, and, and John's mom. So we get to the table and John's mom sits down, but nobody else sits down. And so I thought we were just like... I thought we were just like standing for a minute, so I didn't sit down, and then nobody else was sitting down, and I wasn't sitting down then because no one else was sitting down. I was like, "What are we doing here? What's happening?" And they had to tell me that they were waiting on me to sit down. That is so annoying. It was. It was. Luckily, John has left some of those habits behind. Can you imagine? Say, for instance, that Meghan Markle bullshit where she met into the the royal family. I'm sure a lot of those <laughs> etiquette things are very important over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I tell you something. We are never going over to your parents' house because no. or you go without me we're gonna fight <laughs> they'll say some slick shit and i'll be like you shut the fuck up we're fighting so where do people learn manners from or not it really starts from home if your parents are not considerable considerable considerate people chances are you're gonna be a little shit when i when i was a kid my parents would say something like eat before you leave the house so you're not restless outside this is a simple thing but even if you didn't eat before you left the house you don't go over to someone's house and act up when you're hungry you have to be able to manage your hunger <laughs> until the food is ready or until they've and you can't jump up and go ask because this is not your home, right? You have to wait. So just being able to delay, like, I'm hungry, but I still ha I can't act angry or anything. I still have to be polite and wait for the food. Or maybe there's a game everybody's playing and it's not your turn yet. Don't throw a tantrum. <laughs> wait. There's some yeah. kids who, like, they can't wait their turn. Or if they lose at a game, they throw a fit. Yeah. I'm like, your parents when you were at home did not tell you this is terrible behavior it, where i'm from kids get hit hopefully not anymore hopefully the culture is changing if your mom doesn't smack you and you go outside and act a fool the nearest adult will smack you no really oh yes oh no and then they'll tell your mom to smack you some more when you get home because you weren't acting right oh god and there's nothing worse and more embarrassing than being like with a group of your peers maybe all 10 year olds an adult singles you out and gives you a really, really nasty slap. Oh, because not only does the slap hurt, but the embarrassment, it just, it bites. Yeah. Next time when you go over to their house, you will make sure you don't misbehave. I'm not saying smack children. Don't, don't misunderstand me. There are other ways to do this effectively and even more effectively than smacking them. But what I'm saying is where I grew up, if you didn't learn good manners at home, you would learn it somewhere else because people wouldn't let you get away with bad behavior. I think a lot of it is learned as children. Like, not that you can't be, like, a bad-mannered child that then, like, learns manners as an adult. Like, some people <laughs> have to do that. But, like, people for whom manners are, like, a part of the way they operate, I think, usually learn it at home with their family. Like, I'm not the type of person who's, like... Like, I'm real irritated if, like, I'm coming out of the elevator and there's someone standing immediately against the door and it opens. But I'm not the person who's going to be like, you shouldn't stand in front of the elevator door. When, like, <laughs> I don't person. tell people. You're that person. I'm that person. I appreciate it. I'm just not confrontational and, like, I don't... I don't want to use my energy on that, but I appreciate when people do scold other people in public for bad manners. That, you know, I didn't always used to be that person, but what you've just said when I realized that, like, it was like a light bulb moment. I was like, I don't want to be the person to say it, but everybody else is waiting for someone to say it. And we're all out here just watching the thing happen. So I'm like, you know what? I'll be the fucking bad guy. Hey, do you mind? You're in the way of the elevator. Yeah. Yeah, I will just say something. Like, <laughs> if your brain hasn't registered this is stupid, let me tell you, this is stupid. No, it's like on the road, you have to be careful. Like, if someone's being like a terrible driver. Right, I like, was just about to say. If I have to honk at you, I'm laying on that thing. And I will lay on it until you've corrected the behavior. I'm like, you need to use your trafficator. That way I know to slow down before you get in the lane. That way I leave enough room. But they don't do that. They just start drifting. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't. So as soon as they hit that line, I lay on that horn. 
and I don't let up until they yeah. correct themselves back to the center of their lane. I will yeah. wait. If it takes you 10 seconds to get in, that's, I will continue laying on this board. <laughs> and when you fix it, then I'll pass and let you get. Because if I see that maybe the person is just not paying attention and it wasn't intentional for them to do that, I'll just beep one time. That way, just, mm -hmm. oh, shit, I was drifting. I didn't know, right? But if yeah. I see, like, maybe they've done it for three cars ahead of me and they're about to do it a fourth time, no, motherfucker. Yeah. I will not accept that behavior, and I'm laying on this horn. It also drives me insane when people don't use their turn signal. But in Massachusetts, if you are trying to go and change lanes and someone is, like, behind you far enough, but, like, sort of close, if you turn on your indicator, they will speed, speed up, up to go by yeah. you. <laughs> so you behavior. have to turn on the turn indicator while moving. Like, you do, the thing is, do both at the same time. So, like, they see your light, but you're already coming up. It's so stupid. I, get, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. That place. But like me as a driver, BMW drivers, Honda Civic drivers, and Prius <laughs> drivers are all egregious for different reasons. Prius drivers, I don't know. They, that engine moves, but they will never fucking move that car. They will just stall everybody's lane, especially people who are like in the fucking fast lane in a Prius. They will tend under the speed limit. And you're looking at them like, why are you here? But those you know, BMW drivers, they really just think that they own the road because the way they weave yeah. through traffic. And every time I see one and I see that's exactly, I swear to God, something about the branding of BMW attracts assholes. I don't know what yeah. it is. And when I see them coming, I'm like, oh, it's you and me today, my dear. Because if, if you think you're crazy, I belong in an asylum. We can both have this thing out. <laughs> I never give them room. And we see what happens. But like, if I were in Texas where people own guns, I would not try this. Yeah. Because apparently people get shot for that kind of behavior over there. So I don't want to get shot. One time I did that nonsense and I pulled up, like the person cut me off it was like a right turn and then i don't know what bullshit they they did so i don't even remember what the maneuver is but i remember they cut me off in like a really stupid way and then they sped up because i honked at them i laid on the horn and then they made it they sped up and then they went up and then the light was right ahead so i pulled up beside them and i looked at them and i was like why and then they started signaling for me to like roll my window down as if they wanted to continue a confrontation i was like oh no i won't there's no reason for you to maneuver that we're still a red light aren't we so do you think American society enforces manners less stringently than a few decades ago? I don't think so because it's relative. I think as a society, America is moving to be more tolerant and considerate of everyone, not just a subset of people. But I don't think America has ever been a polite society. Mm. This is not like, well, back then we had manners. No, maybe you and your household had manners <laughs> back then. But America as a whole, mm -mm. Yeah. America as a whole has never been a polite society. Are you kidding? No. If America were a polite society, things like the Jim Crow era would never have happened. I'm just saying. We can go further on that, but we don't have to. I'm just saying that people in America have always been essentially self-centered people who yeah. do whatever is necessary for them to get what they need or what they want. Very little yep. consideration for anyone else. Definitely adheres to etiquette less than it used to. But but yeah, yeah. you're right. No, Americans are off of themselves. Like, manners are about being considerate of others and Americans are... That's not very American. I was listening to this podcast recently. The lady was saying how... She's no longer honoring the waiting period between fucking around and finding out. <laughs> she says it takes too long. She says, you know what's going to happen is as you are fucking around, you will be finding out. Pari Pasu. She's not going to let that lag happen ever again. She says as you're fucking around, she's right behind you to make sure you find out. There is no waiting period. Because she just realized that people were just, we're just acting crazy. Because they were depending on the fact that there's going to be that lag period where they may or may not find out. And that's what I feel like America had to awaken in me to be like, you know what? You can't let people get away with some dumb shit. Because if they get, if they shenan once, they will shenan again. You can't <laughs> yep. let that happen. And then they act like you're crazy when you call them out. Can manners affect your success in life? And if so, 
How? They definitely can. I think in a variety of ways, though. Like, if you're a rude and inconsiderate person, like, if you don't have manners, like, you're definitely gonna, like, rub people the wrong way. On the other hand, sometimes being deferential does not serve you well, especially in American society. Nope. On, like advancing professionally, you know, trying to downplay your own success and like highlight others, not as great, like waiting to speak up and take something like it, it doesn't, that doesn't serve you very well oftentimes. Yeah, for success, like you have to, you have to be friendly and people need to like you, but you also have to be assertive and not be afraid to be the first person to take what you want instead of waiting to see. If you let people walk all over you in this country, they will, mm -hmm. and they will continue to take with impunity. They do not care because where I'm from is if you hang out with your friends, and one of your friends doesn't have it, you don't let that friend go without, you pick up the tab for that friend. Mm -hmm. And it just turned out that like, a lot of my friends just would never have, and I would keep picking up the tabs and picking up. And my mom was like, you're in America now. You need to stop that because they will never have because they've realized the pattern of you will continue to pick up the tab and they will continue mm -hmm. to pretend like they don't have. Meanwhile, she's like, these people have way more financial means than you do mm -hmm. and they have no issues taken from you. Yeah. So when you go out with people, stop offering if they tell you they don't have. That's their fucking problem. And I was like, but they don't have. She's like, no, no, no. They will figure it out. Because if you don't do it, they'll figure out another way to pay for it. That's not your problem. Yeah. And I found that so strange. And then like, if they were so used to you picking up the tab, the day you stop picking up the tab, then they kind of like, I don't want to say they start resenting you, but something similar to that. Yeah. People who have manipulative behaviors, I cannot stand. Like, that's the quickest way to awaken me from being a soft-spoken person. For me, like, really, really become like the, the, the nastiest person ever. This girl did this thing where... There are there are certain weekend schedules that everybody has. It's like a rotating schedule because something has to be running every weekend and you just have to show up. So they try to spread it out across everyone. So apparently she's always done this thing where wherever it's her turn, she tries to trade with the person who has, um, oh, sorry, she's scheduled on a Sunday, but she knows somebody else has to be there anyway on a Saturday. She'll try to trade places with you. That way you take her Sunday and she takes your Saturday. But the other person, like the third person who's going to be there on Saturday, no matter what, can also do that thing so she'll trade with you and you say oh well now i'm on saturday but you're gonna be here anyway do you mind just doing it so i don't have to come in <laughs> so apparently she has a track record of doing that and i didn't know so she came to me and she says oh you're scheduled on sunday and i'm scheduled on sunday do you mind switching with me i said i have to be here either one of those days i don't care so she did it and then when i realized what she did when i showed <laughs> and she actually didn't show up on the saturday because that was her plan all along yeah and i said hey you switch with me for saturday but you didn't show up she goes, oh, yeah, well, I didn't have to show up because I asked the person. They said they could do it anyway, so I just didn't show up. I said, no, 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 no. That's not what I asked you. You didn't show up on Saturday. We switched with the understanding of I would show up on Sunday and you would show up on Saturday. You didn't show up. She goes, oh, well, I said, look, don't you ever be manipulated like, like that with me ever again. That is unacceptable. If you say you're going to show up on a Saturday and you switch with me, you better fucking show up. I don't care if somebody else picks that up for you. Like, and she looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, don't you ever, dear. I will make it so obvious that you are a cunt. She acted so, she goes, oh, okay, well, whenever you're, you're next on a weekend schedule, then um, I'll just take your shift. I was like, yeah, you will. How is the idea of good manners used to control women's behavior in society? I think this has to do with the fact that in a lot of Western countries, women's rights were very limited. And women's access to rights had to do with them being associated or married to a man. And for that to happen, they needed to appease men. Catering to men was just called good manners. Cross your legs when you sit. Mm. Why is that yeah. good manners? It's just because if you if you don't act like a, a prim proper, men could potentially be violent towards you or slash something worse. Mm -hmm. you know, if, if they don't call you the S word, the W word, they could literally make advances towards you because they think that. So you literally had to fit this very narrow idea of what a girl with good manners is for 
you to be taken respectfully or seriously enough that men didn't hurt you. It's so wild to me that we've developed good manners to mean that for women. Wait, okay. You're making a very serious point, so I didn't really hear Did you use S word and W word for slut and whore? Yes. <laughs> oh, look, I can say slut and whore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I understood yeah. why you said it in context, but still. It goes along the same of like, people expect women to be very deferential and kind and accommodating. And so I think men can get away with bad manners more easily. Yep. Because like women, you slip a little bit and people like, perceive it like immediately or you don't even you do something just like really normal but sort of assertive and people act like you have bad manners as a core concept i have no problem with manners but then there's all these things that are like lumped in with manners that are just and a lot of them are to like reinforce gender roles and yeah. there's a story that they tell about my cousin that gets very different reactions depending on who it's told to which is that she is now married to a yankee He's wow. not even a Yankee. He's from like California, but he's not from the South. They went on their first date and they rode there in the car together. He drove and he got out of the car and started walking to the place. And she was just sitting there in the passenger seat, leaned back, arms crossed, just looking at him. And he was looking at her. And she was looking at him. And she absolutely refused to move until he came and opened her door. For her. You're going to rot in that car. <laughs> you will rot in that car. The number, like when you tell the story, there's people who are laughing at my cousin sitting at the car. And then there are people who are laughing at her now husband who are like, he learned, didn't he? Just because something is a nice gesture doesn't mean it's required. Maybe I'm just, because I'm a man or whatever, maybe I think of it differently. But do you agree that something as simple as her opening her own door shouldn't be as much of like a, a debate for gender roles? What do you mean? I mean, like, were, are you on her side that she should have sat there and waited for her oh, door to no. be opened? No, so, like, that's ridiculous. Okay, I had to check because I'm like, you're a woman. You could probably tell me something different. Even if I were out of a kindness of my heart going to do it, because now they expect it, I'm not opening that door. Yeah. I will certainly not open that door because what kind of entitled bullshit is that? So that concludes our episode on manners. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future. Next week, we'll be talking about, that's right, to be determined. Until then, good luck. <laughs>